3: this is the Mario Cristobal Show. Jose Yaki with Don Bailey Jr., University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal, Hurricanes coming off a nice road victory against Virginia Tech, 20 to 14. The Duke Blue Devils coming up on Saturday, 12:30 kickoff at Hard Rock Stadium. Need a big crowd there for that one. First of all, Coach, let's uh, look back. Virginia Tech, that was a good hard-fought win. Anytime you go into Virginia Tech and win in Blacksburg, that's a good win.
1: It, you know, it's a great environment. Come out there and to uh, come out there and play with confidence and with conviction and get that and build that kind of lead and momentum really, really paid off. We've been wanting to do that for a long time, and then found a way to finish off the game and uh, walk out of there with a victory, so some progress.
2: Coach, Akeem Mesidor got national attention in that ball game, three and a half sacks, but we've all known how good he is. I mean, he's been good every day in practice and camp, just an outstanding football player.
1: Without a doubt, and he just brings it. I mean, he's worth uh, getting your camera on in terms of an ISO shot, you know, like they used to do on Monday Night Football and follow him play-by-play to watch how physical he is how he throws his body around and how much effort he plays with he certainly has made a difference on this team
3: what did you see going into the game offensively that led you to uh, beat him through the air because you really hit him hard with the air attack and and Tyler was really on
1: well you know Tyler really got on last week Mm -hmm. and um, you know we're continuing to evolve and do things that number one allow our supporting cast to do well play fast, and do right by Tyler in the passing game, right? Timing and precision. And a lot of those guys have stepped up in in a number of different ways. Um, But it was there to be had. Tyler's been very confident. He took advantage of it. Protection. Got to give credit to the backs now. The backs did not get much credit. We didn't run the ball very well, but we protected really well, especially with their five- and six-man pressure. So um, all in all, just saw some things that we felt that Tyler could take advantage of, and he did.
2: Coach, Tyler ran the ball a little bit. Picked up a big first down and showed that he can help the offense in that category.
1: Well, in that situation, you have no choice. I mean, all the gaps are eaten up and they have an extra guy in the box, so either your quarterback's going to run it or it's going to be an ugly collision at the line of scrimmage. And he read it perfectly, kept it, and took off. And you know, uh, it could have been a really, really big game. But he's smart. He understands the situation and got on the ground and sent out the uh, victory unit.
3: He has looked very comfortable, right? I mean, he's he uh, a couple of plays. He drifted to his left or his right, found the open man, throwing the he, not only running but throwing the ball on the run as well.
1: No doubt, there's a, a big chunk play that was called back due to a holding penalty, where he was running towards his right and then kind of threw it across his body. Bouchard makes a big play, but. Two things are happening the trust and relationship between the receivers and the quarterback is getting stronger right the timing and precision of the passing game grows better with that relationship and uh, again time invested in, and we've invested the same amount in the run game now we've got to start getting more dividends in the run game as well
2: coach we have got to give your per you and your personnel department credit lucius stanley came in and helped miami and it, it, he was a, a late person to get to the university and then colby young of course we're going to be talking about him i think Every week from here on out, but both of those guys came in late and have finally caught on and are helping this football team
1: win. Oh, well, without a doubt. You know, uh, upon arrival, we saw that there uh, there were some massive holes to be filled in a very short time to do so, and we felt that from a defensive standpoint, you know, we were able to fill a lot of those things, uh, particularly in the defensive line, and then we were we were scrambling for some other positions due to the lack of depth. You know, to uh, you know through recruiting um you know beforehand so finding those two guys that have experience that are big bodied guys that play with guts and with toughness and with passion it's they've been a tremendous blessing and they really showed up both strong on saturday
3: coach a guy like colby young who's coming on and and of course uh his story is still to be written He's got a long way to go but with his size and so far with the way he has shown to catch the football what does that do now to the, to the opponent because they perhaps have to start shifting some of their assets in his direction to handle not only the fact that he's catching it but his size
1: well we play a lot of good DBs in this conference now so it's it's up to opponents to decide how they want to match up right some uh, some really good corners long corners out there that probably feel they can match up with him and you know we got to go our best against their best and see what happens but you know our eyes upstairs are really good in terms of our communication and our everything we do through our headsets and make adjustments and whatnot. And if there's ever something that we feel is is more lean towards him and opens up something for somebody else, hey, albeit, you know, it serves just as good of a purpose.
2: Coach, there's a ton of injuries that you had to deal with in that ball game. We'll get into it in depth, but I'll go to the offensive line part. Ja'Kai Clark not available. Ole washan not there. John Dennis comes in, gets his first start. Sagapolo is there. But also, we got to see Inez Cooper is a true freshman who's spent a lot of time at tackle, bumped down to guard, and I can see why you recruited him. He's yeah. a
1: big, a big force. You know, it's human eclipse. You know, large human being. I mean, he takes up a lot of space. Um, playing guard was new for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could tell he wasn't very or completely comfortable in there. But you see the power. You know, you see the, the size and the mass and covering up guys, knocking guys back a little bit. But credit to both, credit to the entire offensive line because, when you plug in new guys like Logan and, and Jonathan Dennis, you know that's that's first extensive action in a, an atmosphere that's a little bit real, right? I mean, there's a lot of noise going on. There's a lot of activity and credit to the guys around them. You know, guys like DJ Skate, guys like like John Campbell, Jalen Rivers, how they were able to help those guys really mentally lock in and help them with line calls, with adjustments, with technique. It just all in all, you know, we, we have to get better and we know that. But, you know, proud of those guys for their effort and trying.
3: You guys uh defensively did a number on their run game again. And uh, I know that they throw the ball at a high percentage of the time, but they're kind of like a running back offense, right? Throw the ball in the flat, becomes part of the running game, game. but uh, your defense pretty much eliminated Malachi Thomas and Keyshawn King for the most part.
1: It starts with knocking them back at the line of scrimmage and felt that our guys are just doing a better job with block destruction. I think our pads are still too high on both sides of the ball. Technique and fundamentals got to show up better and stronger throughout the course of the game, whether it be snap one or snap 300. So, especially at this time of year, right? We're in mid-October heading to November. Technique, fundamentals, and discipline we really got to show up strong to be successful.
2: Coach, let's bring up Avante Williams. That takeaway that he was involved in, that led to the first score and, and that's a game changer, especially
1: on the road. Yeah, it sure was, you know, him and, and DJ Ivy. you know, mm-hmm. got his hat in there on that and, and that ball popped loose and all of a sudden, you know, four plays later, five plays later, we're up seven, nothing. So. Those things are critical, right? Forcing turnovers, changing the momentum, those things really determine the outcomes of so many games. So certainly appreciative of Avante and the way he's continued to dedicate himself to keep getting better and better, and he made a tremendous play.
3: Coach, along the lines of what you mentioned being here mid-October, midway point of the season, are we at the point now where um, guys understand, it seems like they understand what their roles are the transition of guys going in and out of the game seems to be pretty smooth. Uh, I know you had injuries, so you're plugging holes, but just in terms of roles, uh, are we at a point where maybe guys are feeling comfortable with what they're doing? Well,
1: in terms of injuries, we got to keep working right, that yeah. part out. I mean, right. This was a perfect indication. At the end of the game, you want to take a knee, well, you want to put in your 22 personnel.
3: Yeah.
1: We didn't have 22 personnel available. You know and grab the receiver and ask him do you know what to do here he says no i've never done it i go you're right you haven't your receiver so um we got to keep finding ways to get guys available to play and then find places to put them in where they could be effective um i i wouldn't use the word comfortable because we try to crank up the competition every week you still got to push guys and challenge them to get better the worst thing we can do is come in there and say, OK, you're going in because you know, you've know you been here or you did that last week. You've got to make practice mean something. Uh, and for us to be the kind of team we want to be and establish the identity that we want, you've got to earn it every single day. And, and anything else just wouldn't be Miami Hurricane football. Coach Corey Flagg
2: with a great day, productive again, doing a nice job. And then you're throwing it to Keontre Smith and Wesley Besant. Both of those young men got a lot of reps too.
1: Yeah, and Caleb Johnson also, oh, yeah, but Caleb, uh, yeah. it, it starts with Corey. Corey Flagg, um, I don't think he uh, got enough credit, particularly for this game. He's one of the players of the game, but his ability to understand the game, uh, the amount of time he invests in studying it, and um, you know he's he's really done a great job. He has, and it showed up in a big time way on Saturday, and we expect to carry it over even more because it affects everybody else's play too. k Ford did a really good job as well, continues to get better. Wesley continues to get better, started with the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a massive yeah. tackle down at the 14-yard line. And then Prada, Caleb. Caleb is starting to turn it up, and we're going to put more pressure on Caleb to do even more to get better. I and mean, He's a guy that, that runs, you know, 4-5, four, 4-4, four, four, whatever it may be, and we've got to see. And you saw it once that ball was spit out to the flat. He could hawk down the guys and get them on the ground. So we, uh, we want to keep pushing that crew to be uh, an, a much
3: better crew. Yeah. Uh, Harvey. Looked like he played pretty good, too, and had a couple of big hits for you. It seems like you've been pushing him hard to get more production, and perhaps he's starting to respond.
1: He always does. Jafarai has always been a guy that he's, he's like the bell cow. You know, He's always a flagship guy. He's always the one with, with a tremendous amount of effort on everything he does. And I think right now it's him and Mesdor that are playing with the highest like effort, the highest output, just exhausting themselves on every single play. You're starting to see some of that from Darrell Jackson as well. Um, you know, the linebackers starting to come along, you know, the safeties are starting to come along as well. They've been playing good football, but starting to amp it up in terms of communication and being on the same page. We eliminated some of the busts that we had earlier in the season, right? That gave away seven and 14 points here and there. So progress and uh, we still got to get back to work and much more progress to be made.
2: Coach Lou Headley quietly just helps every single week. I mean, he, it was just amazing what he did in this last ball game.
1: Lou Headley's a weapon. Yeah. He's a weapon, and what didn't get any credit was the fact that on uh, on some of those snaps, one of them bounced, the yeah. other one was way outside. Yeah. I mean, he's like a shortstop. I mean, he picks it up, boom, puts it down, and all of a sudden, you know, it, um, it goes unnoticed, but not by us. Lou Headley is a, uh, another guy, just an exceptional human being and leader and player. And uh, yeah, down there, when you're inside, uh, you know, you're an opponent territory, he's like a pitching wedge. You know, he puts it right down there.
3: Okay, when we come back, it's the Hurricanes and the Duke Blue Devils. We'll talk about that game. Twelve thirty kickoff, Miami and Duke at Hard Rock Stadium. More right after this. Miami and Duke on Saturday, twelve thirty kickoff at Hard Rock Stadium. The Duke Blue Devils come in after a tough loss to North Carolina. But this is not the old Duke team. This is a very good Duke football team, new coach Mike Elko, What is what makes uh, Duke a, a challenge this week? Yeah,
1: Duke is an excellent football team, and it, uh, the statistics show it. You know The fact that they're leading the conference in rushing, the fact that they're leading the conference in least sacks allowed, um, the fact that they're, I think, top three or four for least amount of points and given up, you know, their turnover margin is tops in the conference. They're playing really, really good football. And they're doing it both with talent and they're doing it with discipline and doing it with toughness. So uh, our guys have already gotten a good jump on them yesterday, watching the film and with our practice. um, We know that we have to play uh, at our best always, uh, especially when you have teams that are playing really good football coming into your stadium.
2: Coach, their quarterback, Riley Leonard, third in the conference in 66% completion. He's got three times the the touchdowns as he does interceptions. And... And,
1: and that's not the good part, I guess, if you're Duke. The
2: good part, if you're Duke, is he can run the football as well as anybody at that
1: position. He can run the football. He's extremely smart. He doesn't make mistakes. He can make the tight window throws, and he makes them. And he plays with guts, and he plays with toughness, and he plays with passion. Tremendous amount of respect for him and their programs.
3: What I find interesting about Duke is uh, not a lot of negative plays. They have no fumbles. And they're at the top of the league in, in third down situations, in third and seven uh, or less. Uh, they don't get the 3rd and 7 or more.
1: They're taking care of the football and they're being efficient on first and second down, putting them in third and manageable situations. That puts a lot of pressure on the defense and they're able to keep the sticks moving. So all in all, just a very effective operation. Their defensive line they got
2: outstanding defensive end, a couple of guys that are big and strong and powerful on the inside
1: and have created problems for the offenses that they have faced as well. They sure have, and, you know, they they've got their base up but they also have their exotic third down stuff, they twist, they stunt, they do an excellent job being disruptive.
3: What what are they doing defensively to take the ball away? They've forced, they've knocked the ball out 13 times. They've recovered it 10 times. So, they're pretty clever when it comes to knocking the ball free.
1: They play really hard and they're where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And when they get to the ball carrier or to the quarterback they make a, a very active effort to get that ball out very sound in their technique and fundamentals they play really hard they're uh, again they're they're an impressive bunch
2: they've given up the least amount of sacks in the acc and now look at that offensive line they've got two guys that are graduate students they got two
1: seniors and a junior experience but they're talented as well they are talented you know they're big guys they move well they do a lot you know, so obviously they're really smart guys and they are in sync. And you all well know it's not just about the one or two talented guys, it's the five guys that play best together as one. Uh, they're complemented by really good tight ends as well. So they, uh, they look like a team that has you know ownership of their offense.
3: They are also a team that's been uh, helped by the transfer portal. So away from that for a moment, just the transfer portal in general and recruiting has helped you a little bit too. What do you think the impact has been in college football has it made the games better it seems to me like uh because of the portal you have more experienced teams with more depth now and that's raising the level of play
1: no the transfer portal has uh has transformed college football i mean um the blueprint up until a few years ago was recruit the best players right develop them they're in your program two three four sometimes five years and there were some transfers here and there but overall you you kind of knew who the guys were returning and now it's you know, it's it's hard to, you know, hard to tell who's with what program you're in and you're out. So, um, I don't think we're going to know for sure for another few years what it completely looks like. But without question, the ability to bring in guys that have experience, uh, which you must do your homework on too, right? right. If you're going to bring in a guy with experience, you, you you access the transfer portal to bring in a guy that's going to help and play right away. It's not a developmental guy, right? You want a guy to come and play, but. I I guess one of the best examples are this week, um, Akeem Mesidor, right? Player of the uh, of the week, naturally. And I think from a PFF standpoint, Darrell Jackson as well. So, you know, these things uh, can be valuable as long as they work in your favor and not against you.
2: Coach, you want to bring up a group of guys that don't get much attention that make it really work for everybody as your scout team, Mm -hmm. and how important they are to you and I and I appreciate how much respect they get around here, but they are a big part of the success of every team.
1: Yeah, they, they truly are, and most of the times, you can tell uh, the caliber of team you will have by what your scout teams look like, and when Miami's been really good, the scout teams were littered with NFL prospects, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're obviously building a roster, putting it together, so these guys are, are bare bones minimum right now, and they're taking a lot of reps, So, and uh, in fact, this week, we put a couple guys you know, on the plane, that had been working hard on the scout team, that weren't going to play particularly, but they deserved the opportunity to travel with the team, and it was awesome to have them there, um, to for them to receive that reward, to appreciate just being part of this team, and just every single day doing everything possible to get our guys
3: ready. Um, I love it, all about it. We should mention you threw a nice curveball in there, gave Ja'Kari Brown a nice little package, uh, picked up a couple of key first downs. He
1: uh, he responded well. I mean, it's what you want out of the play. Heck, he almost housed one of them. I say almost went
3: all the way. <laughs> yep.
1: I mean, he uh, you see how big he is, and athletic he is. I don't think uh, everyone knows what an awesome story he is as a human being. But driven, I mean, completely just a, a self-starter that wants to be elite is gonna be elite. And uh, he gave us something now during the game. I mean, that that sideline erupted when he got the opportunity. You know, he reads the first one right. He might go too. So. All in all, just very proud of him and in his contribution. Again, don't know how much we'll use that, but we needed it that game, and we used it.
2: Two guys that have helped out a lot, Bashard Smith at wide receiver. We talk, we've talked about him the last couple weeks,
1: and then, of course, Frank Ladson is really becoming more consistent. Frank Ladson is certainly becoming more consistent. Hard work has paid off, and he stayed with it. And, and sometimes you're going to get it over a long period of time all of a sudden, and that's what happened with him. He just stayed at it, stayed at it, and all of a sudden it's popping for him. Uh, he had some big catches, but that third and eight at the end of the game was was massive. And uh, Brashard I can't I can't speak enough about him. Uh, just he made the conscious decision three four weeks ago that he was going to become a guy, like a real real guy. And now he's uh, he's certainly become a, a difference maker for us in a lot of different ways.
3: How impactful is it that uh, I know I got banged up, but Will Mallory has been dominating that middle corridor for you.
1: Yeah. He uh, Will Mallory. We've always said it since the beginning, since our arrival. What an impressive young man he is what a relentless worker he is and his feel for the game, his ability to find soft spots in the defense, his ability to beat man coverage and yet still be an effective part of the run game is really, really impressive. I uh, can't say enough good things about Will.
2: You were down two, you were down your first and second team tight end. At one point, Jalil Skinner comes in and, and he looks like he's
1: progressing as well. He is progressing, like to have that one drop back, yeah. which we gotta work that, right? To tuck that ball away uh, right away. But to come right back and to make that big catch, in that moment and secure it I mean that, that speaks volumes of him so and there's a lot a lot of meat on that bone right there that we still can get more and more out of him so I told him yesterday we're gonna challenge him we're gonna challenge him hard this week and get more out of him and he's uh he, he's awesome he really is he's gonna be another one's gonna be a great player
3: yeah you can see that coming I mean I know you lose certain things with Will but you probably gain certain things with Jaleel
1: well I mean Jalil's a great player there's, there's one Will Mallory you yeah. know, and we, we, we got him on our roster, but to be complimented by guys like him, very proud of Dom Mamorelli yeah. popping in there and doing what he did. You know, Khalil's going to have a chance to show what he can do as well. I mean, these guys have, have stepped in and stepped up, um, and guys that have stepped up have actually made plays. It's not like they just, you know, played an irrelevant role, they have stepped up and made plays. Oregalis came through, gave us some points in the second half that were important. Sure, did and then four or five of his kicks were out of the end zone and touchbacks. That's invaluable.
3: Well, well, wrap it up with this it's a uh, Duke coming in, home game, you got a little momentum with the win against Virginia Tech, and a big one here on Saturday really uh, puts you in the thick of the race uh, with a positive result. So, this is a big, big game. They're all big, but this one really can push you forward.
1: They get bigger and bigger right. every single week. It's, it's the most important game because it's the next game. But, um, you know, at this time of year when you're, you're, you're battling conference opponents, every game's a playoff game, every single one, right, because it determines what it looks like at the end of the year. Uh, against an excellent football team, uh, again, just our guys, uh, it was great seeing them on the plane eager to get at it. It was great seeing them um, having a lot of hard work validated with a victory on the road and getting ready to come back and get right to work again and just keep getting better.
3: All right, coach. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Okay, appreciate you. University of Miami head coach, Mario Cristobal. will continue on the show right after this.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?